crypto, Bitcoin. You hear the terms, but should you even care? And are these really the currencies of the future? How do these things even work? Well, I'm Aaron Greger, and these are the questions that I wanted the answers to. So I started a podcast. Join me and explore the topic of cryptocurrency with my friend Gary Leland and other industry experts. Welcome to Clarifying Crypto. All right, welcome to another episode of Clarifying Crypto. I'm Aaron Greger. I'm here with my co-host, Gary Leland. Gary, welcome. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Good to be here again. Did we do this last weekend? It seems like a long time. Did. It was a long time ago. I was in <laughs> Vegas for CES, so it feels like a lifetime ago. I'm telling oh, how you. How was that? How was that? That was your first time there, right? It was my first time there. It was really good. Uh, I was very disappointed because I wanted to walk the floor where all the the crypto booths were. But honestly, I'm going to be, I just wasn't planning well enough. And that thing was so overwhelming. It's big. Oh my gosh. Like, And it's it's exhausting. Vegas is probably the only place that's got enough convention center area to handle that. Yes. That's why it's there. There's no way else you can really do it. No. I mean, it was, you've got the whole convention center, then you've got another area, another convention center, the Sands, which it's funny. So my first time at CES, we were at the Sands first, which the Sands is kind of like (laughs) the ghetto of CES. Let me just put it that way. Like it's very small booths. I mean, you had some of these people paying for booths and then there was like these, actually there was like crypto watches and stuff over there, which I didn't quite understand why you need a crypto watch but that was one of the products over there (laughs) but it was um like very uh very what's the word i'm looking for it just like sometimes you had people just with one sign like i couldn't believe like you'd spend money to come to ces and just put like one small sign in your booth like just (laughs) very i was like okay well this is not good marketers (laughs) yeah like i just feel if you had the money to spend to be at CES, you'd spend a little bit more on the booth. So that was our like that was our first day there. We had some interviews for uh, the podcast that we do about emerging tech. So we're we're going through, and I'm like, this is CES. Like, where's this? Isn't what at all you see on the pictures or anything? Well, then that evening we went over to the last the actual convent the main convention center, and oh my gosh, that is where. I mean, these booths. They're 40 foot TVs. <laughs> yes. And I mean, the money that these companies spend is insane. On these, like, Samsung had, it wasn't a booth, it was like a whole section of the convention center. I can't imagine what that thing must have cost them. It was insane. And they had, I mean, a lot of really cool stuff there. But I told my friend, I'm like, you know what this reminds me of? It's like a really expensive science fair. Because half the stuff is never, you're never going to see it in the real world. It's just all theory. Right. Uh, but it was cool. It was samples a- made just for that show, even. What was that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just things that are made just so they can show it at the show that they may never come out with. Right. Like the folding TV. I think uh, Samson, like that was their big thing. Again, like the rollout TV. But this was like the third year in a row they've demoed the rollout TV and you can't buy it still. Like it's not even. So they keep demoing the same thing, but you're never going to be able to do it. So unfortunately, I really wanted to hit the fintech side. And unfortunately, I didn't even actually get to sit through any session. I sat through one session. That's not true. One, th- one session. 
through the whole thing. Everything else was just uh, walking the floors and doing interviews. I maybe saw a quarter of what was there. Like, maybe. Maybe. So it's, it well, was, that's pretty good if you saw a quarter, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very hopeful that I saw a quarter. But, I mean, we walked – I pretty much saw the whole convention center-ish – uh, well, it's bad when you start out in the ghetto. I mean, you know. Well, it's actually good because you're like, whoa, this, you get, you get to the good stuff. You're like, oh, this is why you come to CES. But, it, but I went as media. And let me tell you, media is where it's at too. Like you can reserve rooms. You get fed for media. Yeah. They take- but that said everything though, Aaron. That's not just a CES. You want to go to media, you go to that's true. any kind of size, even if it's a college world series they got food for you they have a menu time we serve we serve you dinner at lunch at 12 we serve you dinner at four you know you go here for your drinks yeah. you know you go here to get on your yeah yeah that's the one thing good about what you and i do is we get to take advantage of that yeah so that was well worth it but yeah it was a cool experience like i said there was a whole day and i'm trying to figure out how to get access to the recordings if i can on the whole like some of these one of the topics we're going to talk about today it was a whole uh panel that i i want to watch the replays i wish i could have sat down and actually gone through the whole day that they had set aside just talking about cryptocurrencies but um like i said i just there's no way. I don't know how people do this show. And it, it feels like it's almost too big, but I'm sure they're never going to tone it down at all. Well, you know, next year, probably the um, cryptocurrency portion of it will be even bigger than this year. And so it's kind of like South by Southwest every year. Cryptocurrency stuff is getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. So maybe I'll go next year and I'll see you out there. Are you going to South by this year? Yeah, I did. I uh, changed my fact, we're going to Cabo. And my wife had Cabo at the beginning of the month. And I said, hey, you got you to move it. <laughs> I missed South by Southwest last year. And I wanted to go this year. So we're going to Cabo in April instead. So, yeah, I'm going to go down there probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, something like that, Sunday, just for the weekend. The first weekend, because that's when everybody, I think, most of the crypto stuff's going on. So I'm curious, because this is a question I have. Like, we've talked a lot about beginner stuff, right? Like, you know, learning to where where to get into Bitcoin, some fun apps to try to get into Bitcoin, mining stuff, like really all at the beginners. So from a seasoned veteran like yourself, when you go to South by, what are you like, what are you hoping to achieve as you go to some of these conferences? Is it? Uh, I go more for networking. I just like okay. talking to other like-minded people. I yeah. mean, I'm not really going to, um, yeah, I'm not really going to learn as much as I am network with people. I'm more of those. I'm more of those. One of those people, anyway. That even when I go to a conference, I hang out in the hallway. I never sit in a session. I can watch the recordings. You know, most right. of them. If I want to sit in a session, you know. So uh, I, I think it's kind of pointless to me. It's pointless to go sit in a session. I may sit in one for a little bit, but I hardly. I think I saw you in one at the Jeremy's thing. We were in one. I was in there for about a half an hour. That's probably the only session yeah, I was in yeah. the whole time I was there. Yeah. So um, when I went to your thing, I didn't go to any sessions. When I went to your event, yeah, I'm not I'm not big in say. I, I find I I do better networking with people in the hallways. That's how podcast movement was born. I was networking in the hallway in Vegas with somebody else who podcasted. We came up with that. So I've done real good in the hallways. I think that's the best place to be. So so that's what I want to do is find hallways to network with people from out of town that I don't get the opportunity to meet. You know, maybe Except- people from out of the country. And when you're networking from a crypto perspective, it's more learning about like what's 
coming out, different opportunities? Like, I'm just trying to get, like, in yeah, your brain like, as you're... Different opportunities. Like, you know, I'm an advisor for GiveBitcoin.io. Um, and that's from people I've networked with when that was going around, uh, when they were getting, setting up and getting their advisors together. You know, I was talking to someone who told me about it. So well, I'm going to contact them. So, so I contacted them. Say, hey, I want to get involved with your project here. Here's who I am. And, you know, but I wouldn't have known about that if I hadn't been talking to people. You know, so I'd have missed that opportunity. And, and give Bitcoin's a great idea. And it's one of those things, uh, as an advisor, I have a small piece. If the company does fantastic, it's a really good deal. Right. If it doesn't do that much, well, I just wasted a little bit of time, but I've made more contacts that may lead to more things. Right. You know, you know, so you know me, I'm pretty much of a um, guy that likes to make money, you know, and I, I've been saying that ever since you know me. That's what <laughs> I like to do. I'm a capitalist. Yeah. I wake up in the morning and say, what am I going to do today and make some money? And uh, networking is a good way to make money, you know, in the long yeah. term because you meet people that can help you to have the same like-minded goal. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, South by hopefully we're, we're working on media passes for South by. So hopefully I'll see you down there. Yeah. Fingers. Well, I, I need to, I need to start on that too. I need to start it on that. And it's probably too late. Too, did you just start on that? Or you've been starting that for a while. Uh, no, we just uh, started on it. I got to see where my business partner's at on it. So we well, just yeah. got in at CES like two weeks before the event was when my pass got approved. So I think there's time. Yeah, I need to do that. I actually haven't gone into anything CES except the times I've spoken there. If I haven't spoken there, I've never even gone in it. I've just gone to events surrounding CES. There's more events surrounding CES that have nothing to do with CES than there are at CES. Same by South by. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say, South oh. by. Yeah. Well, it's yeah, just so overwhelming though. Like you got to find the right things, but um, yeah. But, well, that's yeah. the thing is finding out where they're at, and that's once again. Spending those times in the hallways helps you know people going down there and find out where they're going. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. So you, I always like to start off with this because you're the host of a podcast called Four Minute Crypto. You keep up on all things crypto and news and all of that. So I always like to make sure like anything that in the crypto world, obviously every weekday we should be tuning into your podcast, but anything uh, that's really good stuff we need to know in the crypto world. Well, uh, something that I think is interesting that's coming out uh, on tomorrow's show, and that's at 4minutecrypto.com. If anyone wants to check it out, you can subscribe there. But tomorrow's, I just got through recording. The rumor is that Jack Dorsey is going to put a um, tipping yeah, I saw this. Um, a Bitcoin tipping app or a tool on Twitter. And it's going to work with a square. So it's two of his companies working together with, he's real, it's, it's real, he's real upfront that he loves Bitcoin. And he thinks yeah. it would be the currency of the internet. So it kind of makes sense. I just think the fact though, that if he does that, if he adds a tipping feature for Bitcoin, just the fact that everybody's Twitter page is going to have a button on there for tipping and people will look at it and that's positive news for Bitcoin. It's kind of like when the iPhone started putting podcasts on the phone when you bought it, you know, where it used to be, you right. had to go download the app if you wanted to find the podcast app. And then one day they said, Hey, why don't we put it on the phone? And, and actually podcasting took off through the roof, you know, uh, not shortly afterwards. Some people yeah. say it was because of a podcast that was so great, but I think it had more to do with the fact people found this podcast app and they started saying, what right. in the hell is this? So I think Twitter I think Twitter would be a big, good move if they did that. It'd be good for Bitcoin. 
Well, isn't there like a plugin? I think we've talked about this. Like there's a plugin or something that you can, that already allows for tipping on Bitcoin yeah. on Twitter, right? So this tipping. is just gonna, okay. But you have to actually go get that plugin. So you have to know about Bitcoin, first of all, and you have to know there's a plugin that does tips and you have to go get it and okay. sync it with your tool. And I'm sure there's other ones. I'm sure that's not the only one. That's the right. one I know of. But that's really not the same. I mean, the amount of people who would be using that would be nothing compared to the amount of people who would use it if it was on everybody's website. Right. You know, or everybody's Twitter page. You know, okay. at least ways, like I said, the educational amount that people would be seeing and go, what in the hell is this? Or they're looking at a post going, what in the hell is this tip this person? How do I tip them? You right. Know? So there's rumors of this coming out. Is there, are there, are the rumors, do they include like when we can expect this or is it just no, it's on no the horizon? No confirmations okay. yet, but supposedly two of the people who worked, who are working on the project leaked out. So two of them leaked out. It probably was a purposeful leak, I wouldn't guess. Mm. You know, but that's or the there's going to be some to heads do. rolling at Twitter. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, but they don't have that big of a crew. I mean, it's the thing right. that people working on that there's only I, I think they hired i could be wrong but i think they hired like five people to work on their bitcoin part so i mean you know two of them said something <laughs> that's almost half of the damn team right. if they I rolled mean, in the projects off the table so either way either way we're gonna see yeah. something. so i would think something's gonna happen so i think that'd be really cool i think that'd be really cool deal well, and the one thing I like about Jack Dorsey is that he really hasn't gotten involved in the BS that I think Facebook is getting into. I, I understand the fake news thing and there's an appreciation to try to alleviate some of the fake news, but I also appreciate what Jack Dorsey's stance is on some of these because fake news can be a very, uh, you know, you saw it with crypto, right? Like, well, we're not going to talk about crypto because, and Facebook put the kibosh on some of the talk where I appreciate Jack Dorsey. Yeah, I can't promote my conference on, on yeah. I can't promote my conference on Facebook. Yeah. They won't let me. Yeah. I mean, they go, this is unapproved. And we go, it's just a conference. I'm not selling anything. Right. Right. So there, but you know, I'm I'm at a uh, going to an event in March, in the March in San Francisco at Square's headquarters with uh, Dorsey. Um, oh, I got he's doing the event. There. That. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be forty of us there, so it's not like it's a small event, but there's four thousand people in town for the conference. So I'm one of the forty that got invited to this event. So Look I've never you. met him, so I'm kind of excited mm -hmm. to meet him and uh, kind of excited. To, I'm hoping that maybe that's when he announces it. That's okay. when he has all these crypto people there, you know, because I think that because I know one of the people there um, are the person who invited me. And I don't think this is any secret, so I hope not. So I'm saying it. But he is the person uh, that runs BTC Pay Server and BTC Pay Server. They got backing from Twitter. I mean, like a couple hundred thousand dollars, I think, uh, six, seven months ago. So, wow. you know, so, you know. When he invited me to it and said Dorsey was going to be there, I wasn't going, wow, how'd that happen? I figured it was because of his connection, you know, with the money that uh, was donated to his to build BTC pay server, which is a way to take money on Bitcoin. But then when I heard this yesterday, I'm going, well, gosh, that would be a good place to announce this. And then, you know, it kind of like making sense that the guy who they sponsored to build stuff you know, it's going to be there and he's inviting the people he chose to be there. He's the one doing the invitations. So um, I don't know. Maybe that's going to be it. If it is, I'll be on the spot on, on Twitter. I know. 
Yeah, exactly. Well, and no, and it's like I said, I appreciate Jack Dorsey's kind of a character. I've read about like his, he's very, uh, what's the, um, biohacking, like really, he just, but like I said, I really appreciate his stance because there's several topics that I think it's BS. You know, he came out with a podcast directory back in 2006. Do you remember Really? That? No, I yeah, had called, no idea. Called Odeo. It's 2005, 2006. He had sold um, whatever the the site was that he made a ton of money from, a blogging site. Maybe it was a blogger. I'm not sure what it was. And then he started working on Odeo was the name of it. And it was just a podcast directory that you could play. A podcast on and it really didn't actually i think podcast pickle did better than it did but he got a ton of press um, because he's jack dorsey and uh then uh maybe a year later he shut it down and refunded all the money to all the investors that put their money in it really yeah yeah so i mean it was millions of dollars i think he refunded back to the investors i guess he wanted to be able to get them on board for another project later instead of them getting screwed so uh, i mean i'm sure he had a uh, business motives to give him back their money or maybe he'd gotten sued who knows but he did give him back their money and shut it down but yeah he had odio for a while it's always good to hear that they sometimes have a failure here and there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes you feel better because i have so better. many in my life <laughs> exactly exactly that he's got one or two he struggled with twitter for a while too i know there's yeah, been time yeah. but I, it's still not the most profitable thing in the world no but i think he's gonna i think he's got his own little niche like i said because of this he's not taking a stance and um, you know, in the whole uh, f- free speech kind of stuff, he hasn't taken right. a stance in. So, all right, uh, I want to talk about another topic with you. Uh, in moving along with CES, there was a panel last week that uh, the who was it? He was the vice chairman at the Libra Association spoke out specifically against Bitcoin, all right? And there's been talk about this. I was telling you before we hit record, I was listening to another podcast talking about um, the you know the lack of adaptation for an app called Lightning and really around... I don't see that. I don't see a lack of adaptation for it. I see a ton of people using it. I mean, you got, I mean it's okay. only like a year old. I mean, it's still in beta, basically. It's, uh, you know, it's, I see a lot of people using it. You use it. Uh, I've not used, I think I downloaded oh, you, Lightning, but I haven't used it yet. You've used it. Don't you use Fold? Uh, yeah. Is that Lightning? Well, you, you get paid in SATs. SATs are the overlying layer that, that goes across Lightning. Okay. So, so you use it. My All Never, my SATs are still, all my my, mil, my millionaire status of stats is still sitting in Fold. So I haven't done Well, you can only download off of Fold your SATs as Bitcoin. You can't download them off of as SATs yet. Right. You can download them. You can take them off of there, but not as stats. I think that's going to be later this month that you'll be able to wow. take them off as stats. I need to take like them stats. off. I need to take them off at some yeah. point. I'm waiting but, until I can take them off as stats. I need some more why? stats. Why? Well, because there are things you can only do in stats. Like, um, I wanted to pay for my, um, oh, like, for instance, I use the, the wallet I use. I started setting up a sat wallet, a uh, sat wallet. Um, Oh no, I can't remember name because I don't do much with that. I'm trying to get more. But this it. may be a stupid question. Can I convert them or no? Like, isn't it? Oh, you, you can, but it's easier just to get them. I use the Breeze wallet, and I want to put some Sats in there. I don't know that many Sats. I've got See? mostly Bitcoin everywhere. So, all right, know, the Breeze wallet looks like the best wallet for me for Sats. But yeah, I think Sats are taken off fine. In other words, ah, uh, I mean, yeah, the average person on the street doesn't know what it is. But that's just only been a year since Sats came out, which is Lightning Network. 
is for, okay. for, for sending SAD, you know, which has SAD is the smallest uh, denomination of a Bitcoin. Bitcoin, yeah. It used to be called Most, a bit, a bit. Yeah. And they uh, named it as SAD after Satoshi Nakamoto. But yeah, it sends them fast, it sends them quick. I mean, you know, um, there are a lot of sites now that you can buy SATs. You can go to Bitblock Boom and pay for SATs. You know, so I have had people pay for Bitcoin Boom with Sats as well as Bitcoin. So well, yeah. and maybe this is part of the conversation because now with Sats being um, used more or more, it's it, so what I got out of the article and what I got out of people talking was that you know a lot of times we see Bitcoin really as this asset management, this thing, and we've talked about it, this buy and hold. I'm not really comfortable spending my Bitcoin, and obviously there's that. I don't want to buy something for 0. 0.00051 Bitcoin. But where they're talking about this, the Libra currency as more of a spending. And so my question to you as someone who loves Bitcoin, do you find that to be true, first of all? And the second question, will we see more cryptocurrencies come out, some more for the spending perspective, while others are more for the asset hold? Well, they're already more for the spending that are out. I mean, you have Bitcoin Cash, which is for spending. That's their big thing is that you can spend it. And there, there are several of them. I can't think of names off the top so of my can head. So can I stop you and ask you this? What makes, what makes it more for spending versus hold? Like what is well, that? Well, when thing? it was designed, it was designed as a fork of Bitcoin. And it was designed, um, the code was written better. Uh, basically, you know, because they had a few years, maybe they had eight years of Bitcoin being out and see what could improve it. So the code's better, so it's faster, it handles bigger block sizes, the mining fees are less, just different things like that. So that makes it, okay. you know, if you've got to spend, if you're spending $1,000 on Bitcoin and your fees, your fees to the miners on that $1,000 for the transaction are 5%, 6%, which they were real high in 2017 when right. that rush was going on. You know, you're, you're not wanting to spend your money, but no. if your fees are two, three, or 0.002%, you don't mind spending it as much because you're not taking a hit. Okay. So, so I didn't realize it was the development that or I, I didn't realize there there was that friction in some of that. So is there always that fee associated with Bitcoin, or is it just certain apps? Yeah, someone's making money to someone's making money off of uh, checking to make sure that Bitcoin hasn't been spent yet. Okay. You know, because people are doing work and spending money on computers to do this and electricity. So you know, when you spend a Bitcoin, someone's going to check it, a node's going to check it, and go. This hasn't been spent yet. Aaron still owns it and she didn't give it to anyone else already. So she can give it to Gary and now it's Gary's. Okay. So this costs work, costs money to do. People aren't just sitting there spending all this money on computers and stuff to, to verify the ledger system. That's what they're doing is they're verifying the ledger. They're all doing that because they're all good guys and they just want to spend thousands of dollars a year verifying the ledger. You know, so um, yeah, it costs money. You know, so it's going to be fees on there. Yeah. Right. It's short of it. So then what they're saying is they're going to, as they roll out Libra, this is going to be the technology is set in place and it's set up where, A, it may not be as many fees, it's faster. Is that what they're saying that allows it yeah, to Yeah, yeah. Well, Libra's going to be set up as money. It's going to be money for spending. It's not, you know, I, I have people that contact me, not contact me, I run in two places and they ask me about Libra because it's on Facebook. So right. funny people you don't even think would ever be interested in, hey, you know anything about that Libra? And, but Libra is not going to be something that you buy 
$10,000 worth of labor and hope next year it's worth 11000 Next year, it's going to be worth 10000 Well, actually, with the way inflation works in the United States, it's going to be worth 9500 <laughs> maybe, you know, because it's tied to a basket of currencies, you know, okay. so it's always going to be worth $1,000, $1,000 worth of labor. It's not an investment tool. It's not like you're going, man, I'm just getting as much of that when it comes out as I can. I'm really putting money into Libra. They're telling you it's not going to do like Bitcoin. It's not an investment tool. It's a dollar. You wouldn't buy, you wouldn't right now go down to the bank and go, man, I'm, I'm going to do some investing. Give me $1,000 worth of ones. I'm going to sit back and wait till next year and cash these puppies in. Right. Well, it's the same thing with Libra. Okay. It's not, it's a different animal altogether. It is for spending. It is a money. And that's the, that's their goal. So, you know, Dash is another one that's a, a really big for spending money. That's their whole thing with Dash. See, and I didn't know any of this. I didn't know there was a different, I thought a crypto was a crypto. I didn't know there were some just out for spending that you wouldn't expect a return on. Like for Bitcoin, I mean, I'm gonna, I guess I can spend it, but my goal of this is to make some money on the investment. Yeah, you're doing Bitcoin as an investment. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, and then the fees are high, so you probably don't want to spend them anyway. I try not to, but I've had, I've had situations where I had to spend Bitcoin. That's the only thing the person would accept was Bitcoin. You know, so that happens and you pretty much have to decide if you want the item or not. And it's usually people who provide services or skills or artists maybe or something like that. You really yeah. can't shop. You can't go, well, I'll go buy my camera somewhere else. It takes cash. Well, he does something that only he does. Right. You know, so if you want him to do it, you're paying your Bitcoin. But Libra is going to be a whole different animal. It's not Bitcoin. It's not a store of value. It's not a store against recession or inflation. It's not a... a anything like that it's a place where you go and spend it. it's just money it's a worldwide yeah. money you know controlled by somebody though you know and the thing is you know by the same means aaron you know with bitcoin if you have your bitcoin on your wallet on your computer or something and someone says hey i don't like gary leland he's a troublemaker we need to shut him down well it's not too much they can do for your money but if you're on what happens if you're on we on facebook and you're posting a lot of stuff they don't like and they close your account. What happens to your Libra? Where are you going to spend it at? You can't go on Facebook. So what are you going to do with this Libra? I mean, you can't go on Facebook, so you can't spend it. So you got $1,000 worth of Libra and you don't have an account anymore. Yeah. So you're going to have to make another account, but you can't log into your old account probably to get your money to transfer it to your new account. It sounds like a can of worms to me. I mean, so they can shut you down. You know, it's kind of like, and most people don't care, but WikiLeaks, for instance. You know, when they shut them down for cash, and I'm not saying WikiLeaks is good or bad. That's not my right. point here. When they shut them down for cash and said banks cannot send them money anymore, they can't, credit card companies can't send them any money anymore. Uh, lots of people started sending them Bitcoin. And they got so much Bitcoin at the time was nothing. Now it's worth 10000 almost $10,000 a coin. They're set for life. They don't even need any money. No one can shut them down now. It's impossible financially to shut them down. That's crazy. And no one can no one can go take that money from them. But if that was Libra, everybody gave them. The government would have said to Facebook, "You need to like shut that account down," you know. And they would have taken it just like they told them they could use Mastercard. So, you know, and in the United States, I don't think the average person is worried about that as much as they would be maybe in Venezuela or China or other parts of the world. You know, a lot of people just think of you know we're like everybody in the world's like us. We're the exception. Right. You know, to the world. We're the, you know, I was listening to something the other day, Aaron, I want to say this, I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it kind of does. 
So maybe it does have something to do. Maybe that's just stupid yeah, what I just in said. Around, in a roundabout way, we can make anyway, it Anyway, these, these people, uh, a lot of people go, oh, the 1%. You've heard of the 1%, right? I've heard of the 1%, yes. Okay, and everybody's upset at the 1% because they got all the money. They control the US, everything, right? yep. Wait, but I don't think people realize that the people complaining about the 1% are the 1% According to the, the world, rest of the yeah. world. Yeah. So if you put them and say, okay, let's take the whole world, well, that person complaining about the 1% in the U.S. is the 1% in the world. So they need to start looking in the mirror. There's always going to be someone that has more. So those people that make $10 a year in Venezuela, they're looking at that person and going, man, you're a fat cat. You got a TV, you got floor, you got electricity, you got car, you got air conditioning, you got rent of water, you got toilet, you got food. And you're bitching? Oh, I would love to have your life. You're one of the 1%. So it's, it's very true. Yeah, so I, I thought it was interesting when I heard the 1% of the world. I had never heard that 1% yeah. of the world thought. Yeah. No, and I want to bring up a point about that. You made a really good point about Libra and Facebook. And again, I'm not anti-Libra, but I, I just want to share this story because Facebook, as somebody who runs ads, they shut me down at one point. Uh, an account I was working with got hacked. So they came and shut me down completely. Uh, luckily, I had somebody that I knew from Facebook who was able to get my account back up. It was a nightmare because I'm like, I didn't do this. Like you guys can see I didn't do this. But the problem with Facebook is like once the bot flags you, yeah. you're kind of screwed unless you know You somebody. can't get anybody. You can't get no. anybody. It just, no. You automatically get emailed back by the bot again. Yeah. And they can't, like, it's a nightmare. So it's a really good point. Like, okay, now I got all this Libra. I get my Facebook account shut down for no freaking reason. I was so mad. But then like several months later, I'm running some ads and I get the, I mean, I'm like, I, and I get this notification. Oh, we shut down. You're, you're, there's some, there's some suspicious activity on your account, which the irony of this whole thing, the only ads I'm running are not shut down, but they shut down my master account, but they leave the ads and they're collecting the money. Supposedly I'm trying to get in hold of somebody for a week guys, I need to know what's going on. I'm not, you're still collecting my money. So obviously the ad isn't bad, but you shut down my account. Don't ask me how this works. And then a week later I get, oh, sorry, we're just kidding. That was a mistake. So all this crap that Facebook has set up, it's a really good point about Libra. Like I, I could have all my like money. Three to in there. Exactly, exactly. And they came back and they're like, oh, just kidding. Uh, sorry about that. But yeah, you're right. Like I've got all this tied up money. and. Their customer service is horrific. They don't help you. They don't have the, and again, this is on the ad side and I'm not saying it's going to be a one for one. I, I pray to God it wouldn't be, but that's a really good point to think about because um, I've spent the last several months very frustrated with Facebook and their customer service and their help. And that's a really great perspective. If I'm tied up through Facebook, I didn't even think of that. I thought Libra would be a little bit outside of that, but hell no. Not with you know what, and, and I'll tell you another thing that you got to think about, which may be a good thing. I don't know. The United States say they let them go and do this because you know they're going through Congress and all this stuff right now. They say well, we're keeping it tied to this basket of stuff. Once they get it going, they can do whatever they want. Exactly. You know? Then they say, you know what? A couple of years go by. We decided, just like the government decided not to be backed by gold anymore, we've decided not to be backed by a basket of currencies anymore. Yeah, you know, then it would be, I guess, the Wild West. But they're going to have a lot of uh, Facebook's going to have a lot of control, and that's the main thing between Libra and Bitcoin. Yeah, there is no boss at Bitcoin. There's nowhere to go tell them to shut down anything, and there is at Libra. 
you know, yeah. so they're just two different animals, you know. And it's from a perspective of if there's no regulation, I don't know how that works. Like, could Facebook just sh- shut down your account and take, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's something Congress is trying to figure out right now, how, how that would work, you know. Oh, screw but, Facebook. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not gonna let this show on there anyway they won't even exactly. advertise on there i can't exactly screw you know, sucky turned down yeah. it's against our policies i'm going what's against your policy about this but you can't find out no you just get a bad answer you know yeah no and like i said it was i was sitting there i'm like but like but like i said the irony was i had the aaron account and then i was running ads and they and they flagged oh your account's been flagged but you're still taking my money on the ads that are being run because I have a backup just in case stuff like this happens. Uh, but anyway, uh, I didn't even think. I'm so glad I asked this question. Well, you I have a about that. You have a oh yeah. So see, I have like um, extra. Whenever I build an account, I have like a fake person that is also an admin of all my accounts. I do too. Well, yeah. So in case I personally get kicked off, but my thing is still there, I can access it with my fake guy. Yeah. You know, you know, so if I got kicked out, then I got, uh, I don't know, Crypto Cousins group going, but I can't access it anymore because I can't go in to make myself a member. So Joe Blow, the fake guy, you know, takes care of that. Better not get the word out that you got a fake Facebook account because they're coming out. Well, no you. one knows who it is. No one, they don't listen to anything. They have bots do it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I tell everybody when I talk places about Facebook, I tell them the first thing they need to do is make a fake account. Yeah. yeah. Mine is named uh I can tell you they might I don't care. Mine is named um oh uh yes a Victor Eus. You know why? Why? Can't have a victory without you can't be victorious without Victor. Victor Eus is victorious, cut in half. Victor Eus. Ah. You can't have a victory without Victor. You can't <laughs> That's a good idea. I never would have put that together. Yeah, evidently they haven't either. It's been like eight years. Yeah. All right. And then I got an icon, an image of myself, a drawing of myself, a cartoon character. So that's my, if anyone wants to rat on me, there you go. Go rat on me. I don't care. I don't yeah. even like Facebook anymore. I got a million members of my groups. I don't even want to go there anymore. I hate Facebook. I don't, you know, like I took Facebook off my, I know we're totally rabbit holing, but um, <laughs> I took Facebook off my phone and it's glorious. Like we run a group, we have a group, um, we still run and we make money off of, but that's, I mean, I'll go in there, I'll check the group, but that's it. And I'm done. Like, yeah. I really have. That's all I do is I go approve yeah. people for the group. That's all I do is get yep. in there and approve people for the group. Yeah. And then but, I don't, I don't do anything. But, uh, you know, being in crypto though, are you, do you still get a lot of people joining the group over there? And are there, is you know, most of the conversation other, I have, happening? I have other groups. I have 500 okay. groups in there. I mean, you know. Oh, I you used to have a ton. I remember you yeah, used yeah. to, like you were yeah. in a group creating. Yeah, are I they generating them. money for I, you? Um, they they generate ads money because people see my ads in there. Like the okay. whole header on each group is an ad, and the first post is a pin post with a video commercial, okay. giving a discount for softball bats. So, okay. I mean, people still buy softball bats because I just go and prove. I'm going to try to sell uh, those accounts. Okay. Um, to somebody because I got a million of them in there, so I figure, hell, if I can even just get dime in a, a person, you know, I've got a ton of dough coming. So, um, so I'm probably going to sell all those groups because all I do is approve people just to keep the groups going. 
but that's not a we we kind of really went off the rabbit. Yeah, we went off. Our, well, I thought you were talking about crypto groups, but then we were. Sorry, my dogs are barking today too. All right, so the other topic I wanted to cover was about the exchange and allowing Bitcoin option trading. A lot of news around that lately. I talked to you about it. You're like, yeah, not really that big of a deal. So I, I didn't say it's that big of a deal. I said okay. I'm not really into that. You're not excited about it. Okay, yeah. so. Can you explain a little bit about what this means that it's allowed? Yeah, I think I, I think I'm not excited about it because I got excited about it with backed, which with came out and it's the same thing. Backed, B A K K T. Okay. That came out, I don't know, four months ago. It's the same exact thing. It's a physical Bitcoin uh, futures market. Uh, now they had in 2017. If you take the, a look at the bust of Bitcoin in 2017, what led up to it, when it got up to 19,000, it was going crazy. And then there were two companies, uh, two exchanges that came out with paper Bitcoin uh, exchanges where you could buy, you could short Bitcoin or buy Bitcoin, you think it was going to go up, you think it was going to go down, but it was just paper. No one ever bought any Bitcoin. There was no Bitcoin actually bought. That's kind of like how uh, if you see gold, and silver right now exchanges that you short and stuff yeah. on, um, they're not, they don't buy any gold really. It's paper gold. Right. You know, okay. Paper silver. But they use the price of gold and silver as their value. And that's the way those were with Bitcoin, the two that came out in 2000, late 2019. And when they came out, price of Bitcoin went through the toilet. Now, oh. six months ago, back, uh, back is owned by the New York Stock Exchange. Well, I, let me take this back. There's a company called Inter Intercontinental Exchange. Okay. I'm kind of going around the point to get there. Intercontinental Exchange is called ICE for short. Bad name for them right now, but it's called ICE for short. And yeah. ICE owns the New York Stock Exchange. So it's a okay. big company. Okay. If you own the New York Stock Exchange, you're a pretty big company. Right. And they just they opened back uh, about three, four months ago. And back is the same kind of thing. It buys it gets Bitcoin and you can buy Bitcoin futures or you can short it or whatever, but they actually physically buy the Bitcoin, you know, okay. for it. So that was really supposed to help Bitcoin a lot because now you've got this exchange. Actually, if someone comes in and says, I want to buy a hundred Bitcoins through you, they actually bought a hundred Bitcoins, but Bitcoin hasn't done much because of it, you know, and actually uh, Kelly Loeffler uh, is the girl's name. She was running back. And now she is the senator. Uh, she just got appointed senator uh, four weeks ago in Georgia. So the head of the crypto exchange that uh, was taking Bitcoin, does Bitcoin, yeah. is now on the Senate, which is good for Bitcoin. That might be better for Bitcoin than anything else. Yeah. Now, CME, which is the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. Yes. I believe they're the ones that yep. come out with uh, the futures. And they came out with a couple of days ago. And it was a lot of talk leading up to it. But I, I haven't been excited or paid that much attention because I've seen it with back, and I was real excited about back, and it's the same exact thing, and nothing happened to speak of at all when back came out. So, uh, well, we saw crypto go up this, or not crypto. We saw Bitcoin go up this week from like. Yeah. Well, I we mean, don't know that had anything. To do I was going to ask. That. Do you think that had yeah. anything to do with it? You can't I mean, tie anything. That could be from it could be as much from Iran as it is anything else. I mean, you know, they're riding like crazy in Iran. Japan, China's not happy. There's a lot of reasons it could be going up. I haven't seen anything uh, where they like, said that it's going up because of the amount of sales. I mean, they sold some 
Uh, they've done some sales, but it hasn't been that much that uh, CME's done. You know, right. I mean, it's not like we're going, oh my gosh, I've sold 500 of them every day or something. I think uh, I could be wrong on this, but I think back is up to like, I don't know, maybe 500 or 1,000 Bitcoins a day or something. I mean, that they're doing. Okay. It's, it's quite a bit that they're buying, but it hasn't, it didn't affect the price at all. Okay. Interesting. You think it's going to affect the price? I think most of all, with the happening in less than well, maybe that's less than a hundred days from now, right? You know, because you got this, you got the uh, Cash App, Jack Dorsey's app. Yeah, it's buying like ten percent of all the Bitcoin that comes on the market right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think ten percent of all new Bitcoins created by miners are being bought by the Cash App. And gosh, what was the? I saw some. There's someone else. There's another company doing something with Bitcoin that's consuming approximately 20% of all the new Bitcoin that comes on the market. I just can't think of what that is off the top of my head. So basically between Cash App and the company I can't remember, a third almost of all new Bitcoins created are being absorbed by those two entities. So when the amount of Bitcoin cuts in half, you know, if they stayed at the same quantity of Bitcoin they were buying, it'd be 60%, you know, of the Bitcoin. Maybe. Yeah new Bitcoins that come out. So it's not as much on the market. So, so we'll see what happens. But you know, I was watching a show this morning with uh, a Ted talk mm-hmm. about uh, blockchain and I asked her about the happening, the girl doing a t- Ted talk, is that going to make a difference? And as she said, there's only been two. So there's really not enough uh, of a basis for them to decide what's going to happen. For anyone to really decide, you can't from those two, you really can't make much of a guideline as to what's going to happen with the happening. I mean, you could guess, but, she said that her company, they didn't believe there was enough information to make right. a decision on that. Because the first one, you know, when the first having came, maybe it was $100, you know. I mean, it's not like it is now. Right. So it would have, and there, and there weren't as many companies buying it as there are. Now. Exactly. And you're seeing it definitely yeah. more mainstream now. You know, so it's a, it's a whole different animal this time around. But I'm just, I'm just, I think it's good um cme that uh, they're doing it it gets the word out to more people and maybe and more bitcoins are being taken off the market if it is physically held bitcoin futures which i guess it is because i don't think anyone would be excited about paper bitcoin futures so if it's physical bitcoin futures it can't hurt i guess but i don't know if it's anything to like be going i'm stocking up because of this i mean you know right. I mean, there, there might be other reasons maybe the halving might be a better reason to stock up you're going to stock up you know everybody, everything i see uh, people that I believe believe, and this lady this morning I was watching. I don't know who she was, but she impressed me just on her knowledge and her talk. Um, she was the same way. They don't think that the Bitcoin happening is priced in yet. You know that uh, people are not haven't already been buying because right. that's coming up. You know? Yeah. So if it hasn't been bought in yet, priced in yet, then you're sitting pretty good. But I don't know. I'm not a financial advisor. Yeah. yeah, I'm not a financial you advisor either. either. <laughs> I am not, nor do I want to be, nor do I play one ever yeah. on a podcast yeah. or TV. So, no, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm hopeful for it. I, I, to me, it just, it hopefully by seeing it in places like this, people get a little more comfortable with it, uh, that it yeah. is, you know, more real. And that's-, that's I mean, anytime you see it, anytime you see it, you know, yeah. you see the words, see it used, see it anywhere. It's the same principle as if it gets on Twitter. Exactly. You can do donations in it. The more you see it, the more people start going, oh, this just isn't for drug lords and scammers. Yeah, I went to go, see, I saw somebody the other day, I said, I'm kind of into Bitcoin. He asked what I did. I said, I'm really into Bitcoin right now. And he goes, oh, I'm into crypto too. 
I said, oh, you bought something? He goes, no, but I've been thinking about it. And I would buy, I think I told him I was into crypto. And he goes, I'd buy any crypto except one. I said, really? I said, which one would you not buy? He goes, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Because that's, that's all drug lords that use that. <laughs> I said, really? I said, okay. I didn't know that. Thank I didn't want to argue with him. I mean, yeah. There wasn't any point in them. I just let him, you know, go about it. I thought that was so funny that he he would buy anything. He would even buy the ones that are for drug lords, like Monero and stuff. But he wouldn't buy Bitcoin. And you're like, I am exactly the opposite of you. Like exactly yeah. the opposite. The one that the, the blockchain is so visible, anyone can see the transactions. That's the one the drug lords really want to use. Not Monero, where no one can see who bought what. They want to use it as... John McAfee told me, he said, if you want to buy a monkey in China, you got to use Monero. So no one knows you bought the monkey. Well, good thing I don't plan on doing drugs or buying monkeys anytime <laughs> soon. I don't have a monkey or any drugs. <laughs> That's the one animal I'm not going to add to my house. So uh, yeah. anyway, well, cool. Well, I... You have to get some Monero if you wanted to. So yeah. You well, so I'm I will give people that financial advice. If you want a monkey <laughs> from China, or drugs. Buy some, yeah. Or if you want some illegal drugs, Monero is the place you want to get some It's good to know. But yeah. uh, anyway, well, Gary, as always, thank you for joining me and helping clear up some stuff. Uh, I always appreciate these talks because uh, I'm, like I I said, I'm getting more involved. I know, me I too. I, uh, I, I kind of feel like we're starting to bond and become friends. We are. We are. Well, <laughs> well we were friends, we were friends before this, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, but I wanted. Yeah, to I felt so bad when you asked if you could come to Bitblock Boom, and I was like going, making you do all this work, and I said, oh, "What in the hell am I thinking? You let me come to your event twice for free." I said, "You don't have to do anything; just come." See, I'm I such a greedy mind. little capitalist pig. That you are, you always it. need to make money. No, but my viewpoint is, I know what it's like to put on events, yeah. and I'm always happy to help any way I can. So let's do some promo though for your event, Bitblock Bitblock Boom. I always struggle with that. Darn Everybody thing. does uh august where can august, someone go uh, 27th through the 20 or the 30th i think they're different yeah. events. just go to bitblockboom.com uh, some of the things are already starting to sell out so uh, and if uh, and if anyone wants to go to if they go there and they see anything they want to do if they use the code cousins c-o-u-s-i-n-s at checkout they mm -hmm. can get 30 percent off their ticket okay so so and hopefully they've been listening to this they've maybe got a few Bitcoins and now they're like next level is where they're hoping for. And then if they want to connect with you uh, anywhere, where should they go? I know I'm Twitter's Gary Leland about, about everywhere. Twitter's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Or you can go to my, um, or you can go to my website, GaryLeland.com. I posted there this morning for the first time in a year. And where did you post? GaryLeland.com. Oh, Gary. Oh, so you haven't, you haven't been using <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to, I put it on my schedule every Tuesday, at 12 o'clock to write a post. And so today was the there. first time you actually listened to it? <laughs> did it? Well, it was the first time since I did. I just added it, I think, a couple of days ago. Right? Oh, so okay. Go over there. Yeah. It okay. doesn't take me that long to crank out something. What I say is not that great. Right. It's there. Yeah. Hey, that works. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'll have all of, all of that over at the notes page over at uh, clarifyingcrypto.com. So thank you so much, Gary. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it a lot. Adios. All right, bye-bye.